0: listening to real conversations and the brightest marketing minds with Jonathan Weiner and Chuck Austin.
1: This, this is, is Marketing, marketing Unscripted. Unscripted. Unscripted.
0: We are back in the studio today with Courtney Kincaid, who's the marketing manager at Polymer Shapes. Courtney, welcome.
1: Great to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Great to be here again. We had you once before.
1: Yes, yes. Doing a testimonial Yeah. for for our mutual friend, Tammy Orlando. That's right. She's awesome.
0: I'm so glad she connected us. So this will be fun and easy for you since you're a pro. But um, for those out there that don't know who you are and what Mm -hmm. you do in marketing, as well as your company, Polymer Shapes, uh, go ahead and share that with us.
1: Yeah. So I am, as of right now, a a one-person marketing show, Jack of All Trades, for essentially the largest performance plastics distributor in North America. Um, So when I say performance plastics, what I mean is not single-use plastics, not the stuff that's polluting the ocean. So we are distributors of the materials that, you know, bullet-resistant glazing in schools and banks and things like that, or anything to, you go to a shopping center and you see a big target sign on a building the plastic that's in that, we're distributors of that, or medical devices, a wide, wide range of materials that um, we distribute.
2: So what, what is your day-to-day activities that you do as a marketing manager, really running marketing for polymer shapes?
1: Anything and everything, like you said. Okay. Take, so jack-of-all-trades, right. um, it's, it's interesting especially with polymer shapes because Our company structure is more bottom-up than top-down. So by that, I mean we treat, we have 75-plus locations across U.S., Canada, Mexico, and Chile. Each of those locations are treated as independent business. So each of them has a general manager, and they have the ability to make their own decisions. So in some cases, it's almost like I'm servicing franchisees in whatever local requests they may have. But at the same time, towing the line with the national and corporate need. So, taking an approach both ways to making sure that we're supporting our manufacturing partners, which is very important to us um, from a national level, but also getting down to a much more tactical and granular granular level um, for something in, say, like the Birmingham, Alabama market and what it needs. Um, So, that could be anything from advertising sell sheets, helping them with their local social media while I'm also doing the national social media focused on our national website while also some of them will occasionally authorize to do localized websites if there's a specific need there. So touching everything.
2: You're really doing a lot.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Gotcha. So what is your favorite part of that big list of constantly changing things that you like to do in marketing? You've been in marketing a long time. What's your favorite part of marketing?
1: So I think the fact that I do have the ability to change hats constantly. There is no one day that looks the same. So if it's marketing, I get the chance to touch it. And even if it's not something we normally do, I also have the ability to say, maybe we should try that. And as long as I go to my boss and convince him, then I can try new things. So that's that's also the nice thing about our our company structure now is we're very much open to anything. I mean, we we kind of um I say now because as we talked about off off mic before, we used to be owned by a, a big global petrochemical company that was very bureaucratic and very you know, I always say, like, the handcuffs were on as far as marketing goes. We weren't even authorized to have any social media channels. We didn't have control over our own website. We were divested three years ago, so now we have that freedom.
0: Yeah, so uh, within handling all of marketing for a company like yours, and we, we've had a lot of um, marketing managers on the podcast, very similar to you, where they're a small to medium enterprise um, and they're the one-person team. Um, what do you find to be the biggest challenge, the biggest struggle with that?
1: Time. <laughs> yeah. Bandwidth. Um, you know, prioritizing and, and finding the time to do everything because, you know, I know, I know what needs to be done, but you're also constantly trying to put out fires. So I know I really need to dedicate like two or three days to copywriting on the website or something like that. And something comes up and that's an immediate commercial need that is going to help you know, a location, sell something, then I've got to kind of put pause on that. Even though in my mind, I know the big picture, ultimately long-term, a lot of my activities are going to help everybody. Um, You know, rising tide, all ships and all that. Um, But that's, that's, like you said, anybody that's a one-person marketing show that's the frustration is finding the time to do it all
2: now that the handcuffs are off from Mm -hmm. the mega company now that even though you guys are a very large company um is it difficult to maintain brand guidelines um with all the folks that are out in the field is that a challenge or you know or is do you have a way of managing that
1: manage it the best i can um Thankfully, a lot of our managers are pretty good about coming to me for help so that I can control it. Because now, you know, I'm, I'm the brand cop now. Um, sometimes they do their own things that I'm not even aware about until it's six months to a year later. Wow. So like one, yeah. of our, one of our locations did um, some, some window artwork that their salesperson her husband worked for a local printer and fancied himself a graphic designer and did some window artwork for him and it looked like it was made in powerpoint or microsoft word or something like that i hope
0: tammy didn't see that one
1: i've i've she saw an old (laughs) version of it that also were like what you know it's just very very dated looking and sometimes that happens and i kind of I can raise it to the powers that be, but in in a decentralized model, sometimes I just have to kind of let go.
2: So in the marketing that you guys do, right? do you have established clientele out there that pretty much your name is known in the industry or you're always trying to acquire new clients? And, and that's that's the first question. the second question, and I'll remind you the second question mm-hmm. is, you know How are you reaching them? What are the channels that, that are most effective yeah. in reaching them?
1: So definitely both as far as we, we certainly have our customers that we've had for decades. So um, polymer shapes as an entity in some form has been around since 1946. So we're one of the oldest in the industry as well. Um, we were originally two companies called Commercial Plastics and Cadillac Plastics that were both acquired by GE um, as a part of the creation of GE Plastics in 1999. Um, from there, GE eventually sold all of GE plastics, which included our business along with resin manufacturing, sheet manufacturing, sold it to Sabic um, in 2007, which we were part of until we were divested in 2017. Um, so people know us. Some people, we actually say, yeah, we, we used to be GE polymer shapes. They go, oh, I know you guys. Or they know where our building was because some of our buildings have been in place for 30 or 40 years right. you know um so there, so we definitely have name recognition in the marketplace um but then there's some because our entity has changed our logos changed that we do need to kind of reestablish ourselves as far as how we do that i mean first and foremost is we're a sales company i mean we're a distributor so we're you know, essentially a logistics company, but far and away we were there to be a solutions provider for our customers. So my role is to arm our sales team with the tools that are going to help them sell first and foremost.
2: So are they in the field selling more uh, and using the, those marketing materials or are you doing like paid ads or are you doing search engine optimization? Does a lot come in from online or is it mostly offline?
1: (laughs) Right now, it's mostly offline. We're very old school. The plastics industry in general is a very old school industry. Right, Um, right. But we're, you know, the industry as a whole is trying to catch up. So we are doing more to get us there. Um, So I'm engaged with a current partner on our website that we're, you know, slowly doing an overhaul of our website, um, implementing new tools. So that way, yes, we can have more kind of inbound marketing as well right um, you know the struggle with that is is tracking it in an ROI when you don't necessarily have the marketing tools that you right. like right um, but you know we'll get there someday so I've, I've been happy with that engagement so far because I've been engaged with this new agency for less than a year and they've been doing some good work for me so far
0: so let's segue over to that for a second because I know a lot of uh, listeners are business owners some local. And as a marketing person, you probably get emails and phone calls from designers and agencies and this digital specialist and this video pro and this photographer because you're marketing. What's, how do you go about selecting somebody to work with? And, um, you know, is that a process? And what are the? What's the criteria you look at when you select somebody to partner with you? Since you do mostly everything yeah. on your own, but then there's certain things you have to go outside for. Yeah,
1: one of my biggest things is is recommendations. I mean, we met through Tammy, um, the agency I'm using right now. I knew somebody else who had used them. Um, our original agency, when our marketing team was a little bit bigger, they just started researching, eight, you know, web agencies in North Carolina and narrowed it down, and they picked an agency who. Didn't okay enough job on our initial website when we when we were divested. Um, but long term, once I started engaging them on SEO work and things like that, wasn't quite getting the job done. So I knew I needed to make a change and. I did a little bit of that Googling, you know, trying to find, and specifically in my case, looking for, for agencies that had industrial experience because of our market and our industry, but also any agencies that I knew had worked with people that I knew and it had success. And that's ultimately, so I'm, we're in Charlotte, North Carolina, but my agency is in Ann Arbor, Michigan, because, you know, I've never met him in person. That's okay. Um, They're super attentive, super great with communication, but that was because they came from a recommendation. Um, My trade show company that I'm using right now was a cold call, but that cold call was based on they knew somebody that I... It was like Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon or something like that. (laughs) That that's how they found me because they're a firm out of somewhere, the Chicago suburbs. And... So that's how they actually got me to return their call, because you're right, I get tons and tons of calls and emails. Something's got to catch my eye. Um, and, and in my case, so far, it's been as far as the agencies that I've picked and stayed with. It's some sort of connection. It's networking.
0: Yeah, it sounds like to me, and again, this is a tip for everybody out there, you you have to be recommended or referred, and mo- if you want to get your attention, like anything, I mean, that's the best referrals of every business. All of us have, and then you have to com- communicate really well.
1: Yeah, it. That's a huge part of it. And let's let's say it's an. I'm looking for a service that I have none of those things. Um, that I'm doing what everybody else is doing. I'm googling, um, but I'm I'm looking hopefully for something that's a little that. That shows they've done something related to my industry, even if it's not, I mean, few and far between, they're going to have plastics industry experience, Um, but some sort of industrial experience because, you know, I can can look at a marketing agency, like there's one locally in Cabarrus County that specializes in medical marketing, probably not the best fit because they're, you know, more client-based and marketing as opposed to B2B marketing. So, you know, I kind of know based on their their portfolio that they have on their website, which that's important because that's what I'm looking through to see what what work they've done.
0: Yeah, they need to be able to communicate with your type of customer and show that they have.
1: Stylistically, Mm -hmm. what are they doing?
2: Right, yeah. So people are always looking for someone that works in their niche, that understands Mm -hmm. their needs, so that way you don't have to go through the training uh, part of, you know, get to know us they kind of already are there with you guys but you know um, past like you know what you guys do how did you get into marketing uh you know what what got you into this position how did you get started
1: so i was a marketing major in college okay um i went to university of maryland i was a business major specializing in marketing when i was a, this is i don't i don't mean to speak ill of my mom but when i was a teenager i wanted to be a graphic designer and she's like that's not a stable career choice. <laughs> so I ended right. up doing the next best thing, which was majoring in marketing. Right. Um. So with that, you know, I specialized in marketing. My, I did a, a brief stint in marketing research actually for movie trailers. Cool. Um, you got so, my attention. Yeah, it was, I mean, I was, I was only there a year. Um, it was a very small firm that we conducted the actual research on movie trailers for Nielsen, like Nielsen Home Ratings. So they gave us quotas, and on weekends and occasionally on weekdays, we were literally in movie theaters showing people trailers that hadn't come out yet.
2: Dude, that would be cool to do. Did you pay these people to do that?
1: No. No, so they, it, they, but you, they could you just you see things
2: that no one else could yeah, see.
1: You'd catch them before their movie started. Cause you know, a lot of people show up, especially right. for big movies, they show up to a movie 20, 30 minutes early and we had laptops and we'd go, Hey, do you have a few minutes to give feedback on, you know, some, some upcoming movies and you'd show them some trailers and then have to do an interview with them that and, is very cool. that and send it to Nielsen. So, um, yeah, but it was, very demographic. And that's like your first
2: job out of college.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's a very cool first job. I I mean,
1: I I got that job because I took one of those surveys. So one of the questions was, are you, are you employed in marketing research or employed in marketing or something like that? And they, they grabbed me one weekend because I, I fit the demographic demographics they needed for that weekend. And they asked me that question. I said, no, but I'd like to be. And, the person that was asking me happened to be the owner of the firm that was like, it was a really busy weekend, and he was doing the surveys himself, right. and his eyes just kind of went, hey, would you be interested in a part-time job? And this is while I was still in school when they're I was like, a senior. Heck yeah.
2: That's interesting. Right. I
1: was, yeah, I was working right. at Starbucks at the time, so I quit Starbucks and started doing would people movie just, trailer would, marketing just research. So
2: basically, they're doing the movie trailer marketing research. That way, if people just totally hate it, then they're submitting that back to the studios to say, yeah. hey... You need to you need to edit a different trailer. Use use very you know. often
1: the very next weekend we would get a completely different trailer. Wow. That that the, the, the wow. feedback that we collected one weekend would be totally yeah. changed. I like to
2: be the guy that's just making trailers. I, I just think that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, there's a yeah. movie about that, I'll tell you. But okay. uh,
0: I more important question is what movie were you supposed to see or did you see when you got approached? I don't,
1: I don't even remember what I was seeing. I remember I was there with my dad and my sister, so it was probably some sort of like action kind of thing. Mm-hmm mom wasn't there so it was it was okay. just dad and the two girls so it Pretty was cool. probably some summer blockbuster yeah. right because we were there early enough yeah which you know because you, you had to go get your seat this is before you could go on an app and yeah pick your seats
0: do you remember that movie with cameron diaz jack black um uh who's it's the called
2: first? the holiday thank you yeah my wife's seen it like 600 times that's yeah, I kept watching it all the way through. Yeah, and she does Cameron the thing. Diaz but that's is, not a movie about a trailer. She's just like making well, the I was trailer. i that's her job oh, yeah, in the movie. Oh yeah, that is true.
0: Do you see the movie The Holiday? No, I've never seen it. In that movie, yeah. Cameron Diaz is a wealthy L.A. based uh, production company owner that specializes in making movie trailers. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, people, I mean, it's,
1: people were generally pretty excited and, right. into doing it. Occasionally, you got somebody who was like, <laughs> "I don't really want to." Or there was one time. That summer, we that would have been Chuck. It was, it was, but it was the summer one of the Harry Potter movies was coming out, and Harry Potter. I I sat down with a lady, so I was I was a supervisor, so I'm I'm mostly managing the demographics, the quotas for the weekend. But it was super busy weekend, so I sat down with a lady to do show her a Harry Potter trailer, and they don't know what trailer they're going to see when they sit down with you.
2: Oh, so so wait a minute, it's just one person.
1: So you're doing Watching? a one one-on-one interview.
2: Oh, so they're so, not like yeah. a group of people in no. a theater. Okay. a laptop. Do you want to play? We, oh, it's just tape? a laptop. We, we, okay, I gotcha. We
1: occasionally we did some some work on sneak previews. Did and you exit like surveys. turn down the lights,
2: give them some popcorn and a coke or something like that? No, okay. No, okay. We, occasionally, set the we, mood.
1: Occasionally, we get a job where we'd have a sneak preview and we do an right. exit survey, but that right. was few and far between because usually those were in like key other markets. Right. Um, even though this was in the D.C. area, so we were still a big market. Um, But so I sat down with this lady. They ask you about, like, five different movies that are coming out soon and what you think about them before they see the trailer and before they know what trailer. And Harry Potter was on the list of, like, five movies, and I knew Harry Potter was the trailer. This lady flipped on me. Harry Potter was the devil.
2: Oh wow, that's awesome! Was
1: this
0: in um, the Salem Witch Trial? Is that where <laughs> yeah, you, where you, where <laughs> you know,
1: I mean, Northeast, so yeah, um, she wow. she got up and walked away.
2: Wow, And oh, wow. she found out that's it was a Interesting Harry stuff. So I mean, you, so you take all these. So after you do, uh, you're doing trailer marketing, and then so what's the next yeah, thing you so, do?
1: So the next one, this is this is where the the connections of where my current job is is it's kind of funny, um, software distribution. Okay. So, again, I, I lived in the DC area at the time. So, I worked for a value added reseller selling software to government clients. Right. Um, I specifically supported the intelligence team. So, right. all of our manufacturers, well, manufacturers, I use that term because of my current brain, but all of our um, software companies that we were partnered with on that team were all like upstarts making all these really cool, cutting edge technologies that were going to help fight terrorism and all those things right um so that was the team i supported there from there i ended up moving to north carolina um and my first job in north carolina in the charlotte area was bathroom remodeling but acrylic tubs and showers (laughs) so plastic specifically co-extruded acrylic abs which That is also part of how I got my job at Polymer Shapes because I knew that. And it sounded like I knew the lingo, even though I had no clue what I was talking about at the time. Um, So I I moved to the Charlotte area. And the job that I got down here, which was also when the economy tanked, um, so I I worked for a bathroom remodeler for five years.
2: And doing marketing with all these doing guys, doing marketing, yeah. So really, you know, going up. So you're, you know, you're working for a large mid market company now, like that is predominant, like that basically owns like that marketplace mm-hmm. that they work in. You, you've really, you know, there's, there's been a glide path. So you've seen a lot of different things as you've gone along.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah. when I when I worked for the bathroom modeler, it was the same thing. It was kind of a jack of all trades. Then joining Polymer Shapes, where I've been for almost seven years now. Um. Like I said, because of changes of ownership and changes in leadership, my job has changed a lot. So sometimes I'm more, I've been more in a more analytical marketing role where we've been doing market research, you know, market development plans, very just kind of bookish marketing. And then there's been other times where I've been 100% tactical. So... In in my current role, my current role, I've been with the company. I've been, you know, one of, if not the only marketing person. But I've done so many different things just because of the way the company's changed over time, the way the market's changed over time, um, and the needs of the organization at the time.
2: What what advice could you give to other people that are in these mid-market companies like yours, that, you know, that one-person team? you know, what's the one thing you've learned that you'd pass on to that person that's going into that role?
1: I would say find, find the thing that you're good at, that you know, that you can do in house to save yourself kind of some time, some money, some headache. Um, And the other thing, you know, for all the other things, find good partners. I mean, you're, you're going to have to outsource stuff, but if you, work on the relationships, then you're going to be able to manage it. And that's where, you know, I've, like I said, you know, we both know Tammy. Tammy has been with polymer shapes longer than I've been with polymer shapes. I inherited that relationship, but it was a really good relationship to inherit. And then through Tammy, you know, I've, I've amongst other people, I've, I've found other vendors. And when you find those people, um, it just makes your life easier.
0: Well, Courtney, thanks so much for coming back to the studio today, spending Absolutely. some time with us. Best way somebody can reach you online?
1: Um, I mean, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, so that's probably best way.
0: And if yeah. somebody wants to learn more about Polymer Shapes?
1: Polymershapes.com.